Circuit Cast with your host, Mark Amory. Oh, kia ora koutou, welcome to Circuit Cast, news and views of moving image from Aotearoa and beyond. And this pod, uh, we are in um, sunny Ōtaki for the Māori Land Film Festival and we're here with Tainui Stevens to talk about the film festival on its opening day, I believe. Kia ora to you, Tainui. Tēnā koe mā, kia ora. Kia ora, I'd like to start with talking about the film festival in relation to why Ōtaki and to its relationship to Mana Whenua and to Ngāti Raukawa here mm. and, and why, why this festival has evolved mm. and, and, and has worked here with local iwi. Um, half a dozen or so years ago, my wife, the writer-director Libby Hakaraya, and I um, made a short film called The Lawn Mower Men of Kapu. And it was a story about um, Libby's marae, the Te Pauotainui marae, one of the three marae in Ōtaki, and it was kind of a tale born of the way things are on the marae, and in particular the role of the aunties, the tough love of the aunties bringing the wayward young men into line. Mm. It was that kind of story, but it was a story that came from the people, it came from that marae, and it was made by one of the children, I guess, of that marae. And so when the Lawn Mower Men of Kapu was made, it involved the real-life aunties. So we had the real-life aunties there, and everyone, of course, enjoyed seeing members of the community on screen um, and of course in the years since two of those old ladies have passed on so the film itself acquires a, a different kind of status and a sense of tapu I guess because of what it represents about two beloved old ladies who are mm. no longer here. When we showed this film at the various festivals films go to around the world um, we found that it got um, a quick and ready response from indigenous communities. They got the point we tried to make a story that was a very Māori story, that it was a marae-based story. It was made in a collaborative kind of way involving the people so that the community could say that, well, we had a part to play in the making of that film. So when it was received so well by these different audiences, uh, it kind of emphasises the fact that when you look at films of Indigenous peoples from around the world, the nannies may be speaking a quite different language to yours, but they're still nannies, and everyone recognises the yeah. nannies as much as the, the mischief kids or the serious loners, you know, and, and so on. So those resonances, if you like, of our humanity yeah. were felt in a small way through our particular short film. Once we decided that um, you know, the film attracted a certain kind of audience, it was not a big leap for my wife, Libby Hakaraya, to kind of think, well, maybe we can have our own... Indigenous Film Festival because we'd been to festivals like Imaginative in Toronto or the Native Programme at the Berlin Film Festival and it was apparent that there was a growing interest in Indigenous stories. And so she felt, well, much as we made a film here, let's make a festival mm, here. But there's a very strong Māori community here with Ngāti Rakawa, very strong in its arts and culture and its history and it feels like it has been growing a lot in recent years as well. So that surely would have been a wonderful cradle for the festival that's a good word it is a cradle and certainly over the decades i've been around i've i've seen in this community the growth of a maori community that was very vigorous and focused about reclaiming its way of being in terms of language in terms of the intellectual capacity of the people because of the and the presence of that institution and the growth of maori consciousness generally has seen Ōtaki become a community 
where at least half of the Māori population have a working understanding of the language. Right. I first came here a few decades uh, in the mid '80s to do a television program on the new Wananga at the time, and there were uh, seventy speakers, native speakers of the language, up and down the coast. Most of them were over seventy; none were under thirty. Mm. So to come back uh, a generation later to be living here uh, and to hear the language in the streets, to know that as to the kura of Tarito and Pakatupurungaruamano, these kura kaupapa and Farekura and Kohanga that are flourishing in the yeah. town as much as a very strong Māori sensibility. Uh, mm. This town has a Māori personality. And um, so, yes, it is a great cradle. It's a place where a lot of people come, visit to, to learn the reo as well, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yes, yeah yes. certainly that's been one of the benefits of Māori tertiary education in mm. that it, it's accessed education at that level and beyond for adults. Mm. So certainly, you know. the, the film festival program reflects this in an interesting way. I thought, in terms of venues, mm. you, uh, you you have screenings at the Rokoa Marae and at uh, the, the Great Church Rangatea, mm. I think it is, and mm. um, elsewhere, uh, and 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 uh, and and nineteen uh, forties, I think, Art Deco mm. cinema. Mm. Yeah, the Civic Theatre was once the site of where the original Māori Land Theatre once stood, <laughs> and in fact, Māori Land was the name of a company back in the early twentieth century, and it was. Um, publicised at the time as um, the Los Angeles of the South Pacific because <laughs> of the quality of the light here. And so to reclaim the name yes. and all its kind of um, colonial tints, if you like, is also a part of the thing. And just simply to be able to say, come to Māori land, you know, that says stuff. Um, Sorry, Mark, I forgot your oh, no, Well, that reason, <laughs> yeah. Māori land as a term is a very interesting one because mm. it has kitsch... Pākehā-ised kind of connotations to me. That seems almost yeah, like yeah. a reclamation of that term. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so I guess the it was a logical step to um, think about where we screen our films. Yeah, I guess my question was around venues. What what does it yeah. mean to, to, to screen a, a feature or, or, or a film programme uh, you know, in a marae versus a cinema versus mm. a church, you know, versus a... You Sometimes know. I give talks to towns where kids have never been to the theatre, to the pictures. They may live in a town where there's no movie theatre. They watch movies on their devices or at home, but to go to the movies is not one of their regular experiences. And for me, part of the art of film is that it's a group viewing. You watch it together, you're scared together, you're happy together. I think it's almost primal. It's a very human thing to do. Mm. You're sitting around a campfire... A speaker is speaking, your imagination is allowed to run right, you see images in the fire. So there's a kind of mystery and magic about all of that. When the room gets dark, there's an expectancy. Mm. And to respond to those kind of stories with that kind of expectancy and satisfaction with a good film is a very terrific thing. Now, to go to the movies has traditionally meant going to the movies. You, know, you, you, you fight your way into town, battle the traffic pay a fortune for parking, go to Macca's, go to the movies, pay a lot, get lollies, get home. It's all very expensive. The technology of the day means that we can take the movies to the people. Not hard to throw up a screen, get a projector, big sound system. Uh, one of the characteristics of an, the indigenous world, and it segues or it's synchronous, it's synchronous with film, is that we are a community-minded people. For all 370 million of us, most of us have places where we gather as a community, mm. whether it's a marae or a longhouse or a community hall, wherever, whatever. Mm. But where the people gather are places where we can put screens and put up systems and show these cinema stories and to mm. experience the art of good film. 
Let me ask you, I guess, the, the really basic big question that you would have thought about and been asked many times, and it's, uh, which is, is why have an Indigenous film festival? Why have a Māori film festival? And I guess all people out there will ask that when when Poye is, you know, number one at the box office, when Taika Waititi is New Zealander of the Year and so forth. Mm. Yeah, it's a big question, that, and it kind of fits in with what, you know, over the years, whether it's radio, Māori, TV or, or whatever, there's a category, you know, how do you define this as an Indigenous or a Māori programme? And over the years, we've come up with, and particularly funders, have come up with definitions like, you know, say, for film, let's say three of the main creatives have to be Māori, you know, whether it's writer, director, DOP, producer, uh, whatever. I've kind of figured out a view, it's a changing kind of definition, I guess, is that for me, an Indigenous story, whether it's Māori, Polynesian, Sami or whatever, are stories that are kind of have a transparency about their humanity and their spirituality. Um, How do you put that in a criteria? Uh, <laughs> is there a cri- what is your criteria for, well, for this festival? Well, for example... I watched a film recently in the Skabnakovic Festival in North North, North Finland um, made by a wonderful Sami director and there was a little scene where, and it was a set in ancient times, where a young woman was uh, feeding the tohuna or the shaman of the tribe. Now she could only view that shaman through a little circle that she had. And she could only see that shaman's world through that little circle. She wasn't allowed to look outside that ring in front of her eye. And it reminded me of old photographs of tohunga back in the day, who were so tapu that they couldn't be touched or couldn't even touch food themselves because they would render them not tapu anymore. So they would be food would be put on a stick and passed to their mouths. Right. And of course, it's different from tribe to tribe. But it's that simple notion of a sort of respect for the shaman, the medicine person, whoever, of your tribe. And the way that that's realised is is fantastic because you don't need to explain anything. And I think that's part of it. Not needing to explain yourself is a it's a bloody relief. Yeah. When we work with a lot of Pākehā in New Zealand, you're taking them through a Māori 101 first to get the work done. When we do films with um, our Indigenous kith and kin from around the world, as with the Native Slam um, film exercise both with last year's festival and this one we find we don't have to explain ourselves to each other like last year I was working with a Mohawk and an Aboriginal guy we made a film together we all have different views on language and spirituality but we have those views mm. so we don't have to explain the importance the worth the merit of it it's just taken for granted Yeah, and that is an amazing sense of liberation that I suggest indigenous people feel more than most because to be indigenous in a mainstream world, whether it's a colonized world or whatever, means yeah. putting yourself out there. I wake up every morning and I think to myself, I'm Māori, and that means doing certain things. It means being scrupulous about when I use Māori language or not. Or if I write in Māori or if I respond in Māori on the phone, I'm aware that not everyone may like that. Mm. And so to do that is a political act and it's an important act of assertion. And so... Yeah, part of what makes Indigenous film Indigenous film is, I think, a certain emotional transparency and spiritual awareness, if you like, that segues with the world I and we understand. And Mm. I'd go so far as to say that the Indigenous point of view is a point of view that will save the planet. Because really, that point of view is about our relationships with our environment and with each other. 
mm. within ourselves. Mm. It's mm. not more. It's not more complicated than that. It's mm. not rocket science. It's just that our the map of the way we run our lives brings that into mm. relief. And so, yeah, indigenous film. We also suffer with being put into categories along with, you know, um, you know what makes a film indigenous or whatever, and that by definition creates categories and people as a result over time have been getting put into categories and there's an irony I suppose that like when I was young uh, I didn't have the language and I went out of my way to earn the, learn the language and stuff like that and so um, I spent a lot of my time trying to be something mm. and now all these years on I realized that to be something means to be everything yeah I found that you spend a lot of time discovering your identity in an effort to be something and you don't, when you find what something means, want to be hemmed in by categories, saying that, hey, something, you need to be like this, when in fact, yes. to be something, you need to be everything. And so in the spectrum of Māori film, you have Taika Waititi over here working in, in Hollywood. You have uh, any number of Māori filmmakers on the other spectrum making stuff that may be purely for an indigenous audience, hmm. um, say Māori language or, or whatever, and that there's a big spectrum of film. We can be mainstream, we can be niche, we can be anything we want to be. Yeah, and so what I love about your program is that it also doesn't buy into trying to be a, a very niche, it's very broad. You've got mm. Tana on the one hand, you've got the Poye feature, mm. which has been huge in the movies. Mm. I saw Tana on an aeroplane mm. coming back from Vanuatu last year. You know, so these are films that are reaching mm. big audiences but this they're, they're coming into Māori land exactly I mean and I admire the young people who made the decision because we have um, a part of Māori land this year is devoted to our young people um, it's all very well for us to share films with each other our peers and our elders but we want to encourage our young people who will be the storytellers of tomorrow mm. to take up the craft and for those who want to yeah, make a career out of it so we've got a group of um, a group of them Ngā Pakiaka and uh, we said to them okay you follows uh, you choose your own films and so they watched a whole heap load of films over the course of a couple of months and made their picks as to what they think they should see and Moana was one of them yes my and eight they, year old is delighted yeah, yeah. we're on our way up to it on yeah. Saturday and at the Malaya this morning we had a, an eight year old say or a nine year old say why did you guys choose Moana and he was being very political <laughs> yes. he said that's a Disney movie why did you choose it and part of the response is simply well our people like it and part of my response is that you know, I know that Disney went to a lot of effort to get some sense of cultural integrity in that. And, um, I mean, that's just one part of the wider spectrum of films. Yeah. And um, if one is a hit and uh, young uh, Polynesian women, and young women anyway, um, are turned on and were inspired by it, that's great. I remember, and this made me, crack me up, with the premiere of Deadlands, which is a movie I produced a couple of years ago with uh, Matthew Metcalf, directed by Tor Fraser, written by Glenn... Um, Glenn Standring and a Māori language action movie and as I walked out of the theatre I heard a woman behind me say gee I enjoyed that movie made me feel so proud to be Māori and then when it finished I realised I wasn't I was a Pākehā <laughs> I think you hear a lot of that in New Zealand <laughs> and that's fantastic and that's, that's that's one small example of the good thing it is uh, it represents about being in a bicultural nation yeah yeah and one of the sadnesses is that in the mainstream media we get all the stories the bad stories the bad news as one you know bad good news is not good news as mm. one editor once said to me a long time ago and there's so many good things happening in our country so many good relationships and we need to see all that 
I kind of feel too, and this is my latest bloody thing, I suppose. Jeez, when you get older, you know, you just keep, you realise you don't know shit. It's all about the questions you ask. <laughs> and you ask questions, why did number 45 get elected to the presidency? And part of my response to it is that the election of him and other like-minded, mean-minded mediocrities to positions of power around the world uh, represents a greater fusion of negative energy. In the law of physics, and even the laws of Utu, there has to be an equal and opposite reaction to that. Mm. Um, and that action, that energy has to be positive and has to be loving. And it's a time more than ever for the artist, mm. for citizenry journalism, uh, for mm. people to stand and say what they think. I mean, history goes in cycles. It's not as if what's happening in the States now hasn't happened before. You know? mm. So um, we learn from that, we learn from our histories, but this is the time for stories to be told. And if you look around the media landscape, there's so much partisan bullshit. There's so many agendas and you've got to sit down and think now, is that fella coming from the right or the left? Is it true? Is it not? Are these alternate facts? Or is this really fake news? So you have to be really don critical glasses to actually understand and make sense of the media, the mass media landscape these mm. days. Truth is hard to find. Well, can I talk to you then about collective strength? Because it strikes me that this is a film festival that, yes, it's got a strong audience base here, but it is also very much about the artists and, a, and an indigenous network, mm. international indigenous network. Mm. So is that an important part of this program? Yeah, well, just to go on from, the, from the previous point, and this is why I think film has a role to play, because it tells truth in a quite different way from the mass media, and so will be a valuable source of stories in the years to come that we won't be able to find anywhere else. Now, as Māori land has grown, as Māori filmmaking generally has grown, uh, we've made strong connections with our Indigenous colleagues in countries all around the world, really. And we're looking at a, a future where collaboration is the key word. Um, in one sense, as I said earlier in this quarter, you know, we understand each other. Uh, there's a creative cultural frisson between us when we work together. And so the Native Slam as an exercise where indigenous filmmakers, experienced indigenous filmmakers from a number of nations just get together to make a film in 72 hours on a particular subject. It shows how well we can collaborate in terms of making stuff. The next questions we need to ask and look for solutions for are these questions of ownership, questions of distribution, how these movies get around the world, uh, questions of exhibition, where they can be played, in what kind of venues. And there's really interesting stuff when you have this kind of collaboration on an international level. For example, some of our folk in the, in the Arctic Circle have raised the issue of uh, points for the bears. You know, if you've got a film that, where the bears are playing a role, yes. they deserve some back end. So why not? I mean, it's just a really interesting thing. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting thing to think yeah. about. Yes, yes, So yes. whether their points go to some kind of wildlife trust or whatever, yes. I don't know. But to have the chance to discuss the point is just one wonderful fruit of these kinds of yeah. discussions we have. So this festival is part of an international network. You've got people from Imaginative coming and yep, so forth. So are we seeing... Seeing uh, New Zealand Māori films being picked up through through yeah. that network. Yeah, um, one of the things about the network that we have is that we all look at each other's films and we all program them for our respective countries. Uh, about three or four weeks ago, Libby and I were in Skarmakovit, North Finland, for a Sami film festival where Māori films were in the spotlight. And right. so, you know, we were speaking to those and, and so on. But 
you know, we need to grow that kind of thing, but we can't leave it just at festivals. Um, we have to look perhaps at a new relationship between festivals and the theatre-going community yeah. in some kind of way where, um, like I say, and I don't know what the shape of it will be. You know, traditionally, we've got sales agents, we've got distributors, relationship with exhibition chains and so forth. Maybe something new can be established between film festivals and their communities. And here in Ōtaki, we have Māori land, but we've also, through the Māori Land Charitable Trust, um, got new premises, which is an old department store in the town, which will be our headquarters and is the Māori Land Hub, where we will continue and um, with our film training programs, we're going to set up a little theatre in there so the community can come and watch films, mm. uh, performance space, art gallery, farmer's market. So we've got a little plan, wow. ambitious plan, for it to yeah. be using film as the basis, for it to be an artistic and community kind of um, resource for the community. Mm. So to think of this just as a festival, that word of something that just happens, you know, mm. for a few days every year, is, is a bit of a misnomer. I think way. one of the things I've kind of noticed in film and TV over thirty plus years, a lot of ego in the business. Yeah, you need ego. You know, you're putting yourself out there when you make a story to be shown. Um, sometimes the one extreme of ego is celebrity, if you like, and all that stuff that comes with it. Um, I like to think that what we're trying to do is create a situation where film, storytelling, is just the normal part of mm. what a community does. Mm. Although we have stars here, yeah, so what, you know, mm. um, and their humanity cannot be diminished just because they get recognition in a particular way or not. And so one of the things we found from filmmakers who come here, and a lot of filmmakers come here from overseas, is that for their brief time in Māori land during the festival, they feel healed. In part, it's because we're where we are, in this beautiful environment. In part, it's the, the quality of life, the food, the people, the kind of films we're showing. But people tell us they feel healed and rejuvenated when they come to Maidalene, which is a humbling thing and a lovely thing. And, um, you know, how we develop that, how we grow that amongst ourselves and with our communities in the years to come. Mm. is a part of the joy of the adventure. Mm. Well, kia ora tainui. I just wanted to also finish by talking a little bit about circuits. We're doing a podcast for circuit, and circuit distribute and promote uh, visual artists moving image work from mm. around New Zealand around the globe, um, including a number of Māori visual artists. And there is a program indeed downstairs you've got here, that a reel of mm. some films here the mm. circuit is showing for the first time. And I know that artist film as it gets called as a category as a mm. part of a number mm. of these festivals worldwide so thank mm. you thank you for including uh, sure circuit in the, in the project yeah um, art and film go hand in hand very much so film and a lot of things go hand in hand but it's a wonderful thing to be here during the first day of the festival and to see people doing stuff not just looking at programs to figure out what films to go to though they're certainly doing that we've got people setting up their art exhibitions we've got people busily involved in doing the final edit voiceovers whatever for their films to be shown in a couple of days we've got midi midi domi domi massage um it's it's good to see people doing stuff mm. and yeah well fantastic i'm looking forward to coming back for moana and some other films <laughs> <laughs> you've been with circuit cast with uh, brought to you with the help of creative new zealand kia ora kia ora Circuit Cast is brought to you with the assistance of Creative New Zealand, with music by Heat Pump. Follow Circuit Cast on iTunes. For more information, 
galaxycircuit.org.nz.